I'm Matt Downing, and welcome to Diving Deep EDU. Curious conversations with all types of peeps. Encouraging innovation, we are diving deep. Certainly education is what we like to speak. Fervent with dedication, now it is time to teach. Thanks for tuning in. We are doing a mini quick hitting series on blended learning. It's a hot topic these days and something many people are reflecting upon and gearing up for in the next school year, this episode will be super helpful because it will highlight an innovative online school. Our guest today is Maxwell Smith. Max is the head of school for the Forest School Online, an international, virtual, self-directed learning school that reimagines education by centering all of our signature learning experiences on learners finding their calling. Max holds a master's in school leadership with a concentration in school development from the Harvard Graduate School of Education. Max, thank you so much for joining me. Fall is starting to peak its head around the corner. Maybe not so much today. It's really hot outside, but it's coming. What's something you are looking forward to as fall approaches? Yeah, uh, thank you. It's an honor to be here. And I'm excited um, for so many reasons. Mm. I guess thinking about the fall, um, I'm excited to explore some more of my state's parks. I live in Georgia. And this year, I just got one of those state park uh, passes. So I'm going to try to check out one or two while the weather's still beautiful. Okay, is there one on the list that that you're trying to get to? Maybe some of our listeners or live around there or taking a little trip and they're like, oh, I want to go where Max is going. Where's a good spot? So I just went to Cloudland Canyon. That was the mm-hmm. last one I went to. And I thought that it had uh, the highest peaks, but I was told, and I can't remember off the top of my head, I was told there's another place that has a, even larger canyons. So okay. that's kind of the one I'm thinking about now. We just got back from the, you know, the other side of the coast in Maine from Acadia, but uh, it seemed like everyone else in the country was there at Acadia. <laughs> the lines were, it was like crowded beyond belief, but it was, it was beautiful as well. And we're going to try to hit up some national parks in the, later in the fall too. Max, tell us a little bit about the Forest Online School, right? So what makes the Forest Online School unique? Yeah, so uh, the Forest School Online, I think we're unique right from the core of our mission. Mm. Uh, We really believe that every one of our learners is on a journey to find their unique calling that will change the world. Mm. And so all of the things that we do at our school directly tie back to their identity, their identity development, uh, nurturing that and broadening that so that they are continuously thinking about their goals, refining them, and pursuing them. Um, And they feel like everything I do at the school aligns to where I'm headed. And Mm. we just feel like that's the way school should be. It should be a catalyst for their goals. And we were very intentional that the things we do on the daily basis can all justify a learner's unique calling. So you mentioned your core beliefs, and one of those that you highlighted is finding the learner's calling, right? Their unique calling. What are some other aspects of uh, the Forest Online School's um, core values? One is that 
we do not get in the way of a learner and their family in terms of um, saying what is the right thing to do. Um, we also have guides instead of teachers. Mm. So instead of a teacher that, and, and te- the teaching profession is also transforming. So what I'm sharing, I think, is still a traditional view of the teacher, but not one that necessarily lives within the role. Um, but we we go far enough to even say we're going to change the language. So yeah. um, instead of teacher, it's a guide because that traditional stereotype of the sit and get um, is something that we resist. And our mm. our teacher, our guides, excuse me, are um, are trained in the Socratic method, and they will give questions rather than answers, and they will uh, push the learners in different ways to broaden their perspective rather than push them towards a certain line of thinking. How would the guide go about doing that? How do they go about helping the learners find their unique calling? How do they guide them to a deeper learning experience? Yeah, so uh, I love that you used the word learning experience because that's exactly what we use. We call mm. them we call them signature learning experiences. Oh, cool. And the setup of our school everything that we do can be classified into one of our signature learning experiences. And each of those experiences is dedicated to developing a certain skill that is relevant for the 21st century and relevant for the development of their callings. Hmm. Um, So all of them are aligned in some aspect to uh, the learner's success when they graduate. Okay, Max, I was talking to my daughter, you know, half hour ago, and she goes, Daddy, who are you interviewing today on your podcast? And I was telling her a little bit about you and about your school. And I was trying to explain to her what you're doing uh, with your online school, because her experience has been this, right? The past 18 months in the pandemic, it was her sitting in front of her computer, right, from 8.15 to 3 o'clock with minimal breaks, having teachers, you know, interact with them in, you know, intentional ways. But she's there, right? And from my perspective, turning into a bit of a zombie and sort of messing with, with her mind a bit. Help us, right? How's your school different than that? I want to I sort of compare them because it's obviously not that. But I want to bring distinctions between the two so it can help us sort of understand the benefit of, of what you're undertaking. Yeah, so we are not uh, sitting in front of a computer for eight hours in a row with a 20-minute or 30-minute lunch break. Mm-hmm. Um, when we are together online, we're doing something. And mm-hmm. our learners, are they know that they are developing as great creators, makers, and storytellers. So when we come together online, we are doing so with some sort of challenge that they are coming together to tackle. And that can be a maker challenge. That mm-hmm. could be a creative endeavor. And within the time frame that we're together, they are constructing something or developing a prototype or a pitch and then sharing it and getting peer feedback so that they can build upon that. Um, through the design thinking model later on on their own time uh, within the studio day. So um, we're not we're not together the whole time. Um, and when we are together, we make sure that the learners are doing something um, mm. so that you know they're up, they're moving, they're using the manipulatives around them. I want to zoom in to three different 
sort of areas, um, elementary, middle school, high school. And I want you to help us think about different examples, different learning experiences that the students in the online school are doing because, you know, listeners are thinking, yeah, like that's good, right? But but what are they actually doing? What are they creating? What's an example here? So let's start with the elementary. What's something that these students would come together and create? Yeah, I love it. So one of our signature learning experiences is storytelling. Hmm. And we believe all of our learners will be excellent communicators and excellent storytellers because stories are what connect people and um, get people to feel and empathize with the communicator. So the storytelling curriculum, we have it for all three studios. And in each session, it focuses on a specific way of storytelling. Hmm. So for elementary right now, the learners are focused on live event storytelling and how to be an effective host for a live event. So they've been studying the Oscars. (laughs) They've studied the Olympics. They have chosen their own live events that they love and taken notes on the hosts. What are their talk moves? How do they engage (laughs) the audience? So they're doing all of this in preparation because at the end of the session, they'll be hosting a live event themselves and they'll put their practice to use as the live event storytellers. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, bring us into, if you can, a middle or high school um, example. Yeah, so uh, keeping with the thread of storytelling for middle and high school, their storytelling this session is on photography. Hmm. So every week we feature at least one new photographer and we make sure that we are pulling diverse examples from around the world that also bring in different styles and uh, different backgrounds for photography as well as the identity of the photographers. Hmm. So every week they study the photographer, their albums, they look at their website and they learn a new uh, method of photography, as well as the different ways that photographers study and analyze work. Mm-hmm. So they're they're treating it both from being the photographer as well as being the analyst. And they replicate the method as best they can or um, in it, around their house. Um, yeah. They'll go around or they'll go out to the park and they'll do a quick photo shoot. Um, again, it's under time pressure. So They have about 30 minutes to 45 minutes to do the shoot. And then they come back and uh, create a story with their best work and then share those stories and analyze them through the frameworks that we've been studying by the different photographers. Oh, that's great. Thanks for sharing that example. One thing that's resonating with me that you haven't really mentioned is the idea of student agency. And these examples, um, to me, seem like they exemplify that as well. You're tapping into you know, interests and passions of the students rather than trying to force that, you know, information or whatever down their throat. How do you interact with that in your thought process as you're creating uh, these learning experiences, the idea of student agency? Student agency is at the core of Mm -hmm. what we do at the Forest School Online. We have, we build it into our badge plans. So every learner in order to advance from one studio to the next, or if they're in high school, in order to graduate, 
there are certain requirements that, you know, just is a part of education. Yeah. And so we, um, we, we recognize those and we symbolize those through badges and the learners are the ones who are constructing their badge plans and they find badges that meet the requirements of advancement and also um, align with their calling and with their personal interests and goals. So um, just through that structure for how a learner progresses from year to year is, mm-hmm. um, is centered around agency. And yep. uh, that's, that's very intentional because we want them at the helm of yep. the decisions and ultimately we want them authorizing their own narratives. Yeah, that's wonderful. I want to get into that uh, hosting, that elementary project, that learning experience, um, and and get into the nitty gritty a bit. So, without getting too particular, without getting too specific, if you can give us a couple details. So, one thing I'm thinking about, I'm just going to spout off a couple things, and then you know, and then you can give us the responses here about how long would that take the students uh, to do. So, I'm thinking about time frame. Within a typical day, how long are they on the actual computer meeting with the teacher and then meeting with um, their students. And then the third thing I'll throw out is how do you keep them focused, right? If they're not on the computer and you're like watching them, how do you know they're doing it right out throughout the whole day? So I'm going to throw those uh, three sort of particulars out in response in relationship to that other project. Yeah. So uh, for storytelling, we come together in the afternoon. We do a launch which is a great way to activate our minds mm-hmm. to recruit the interest and get everyone on the same page and kind of warm up into whatever topic we're doing. So the launch is about 15 minutes okay. and that leads into the storytelling for the day, whatever the activity is. The activity itself, the challenge, it'll take about an hour. Um, yeah, about an hour. And then the learners will come back and share out. And a lot of times we do a peer feedback protocol so that they're really building upon what they just created and thinking about how they'll apply it in the next uh, course. Hmm. So um, all of that, uh, when you add it up, is about 90 minutes that we're together online for the signature learning experience. And the way you're setting it up, there is structure there, right? Because you're bringing them together. You're talking about the idea of a story. You're giving them their challenge and then they're going doing and then they're coming back and, and sharing out or having peer review. So there's definitely a significant structure while also giving freedom for that self-directed learning and the idea of a challenge and the design thinking process all within an online environment. Um, bring us in. And I should have asked this earlier. Bring us into the example of, a sti- let's stick with elementary, um, a sample day. So what their day looks like from beginning to end. And I know this is probably different on a different day, but just pick a generic uh, day and what the typical day looks like. Totally. Yeah. And uh, this reminds me of another one of our core beliefs, mm. which is no homework. <laughs> I like that. Yes. So... We, uh, to your point around how do we ensure that learners are staying focused and staying on task, um, the short answer is they're holding themselves accountable Mm. and they have running partners who also hold each other accountable because every day at the start of the day, they're making their daily goals. Okay. So we start the day um, with a morning launch which is another one of those opportunities to wake up, activate our minds, 
um, build team and build culture and also discuss if there's anything that we as a studio would like to tweak or modify about our culture and about our operating agreements. Hmm. So a really good way to just huddle in the morning and activate our minds with an activity. Um, After the morning launch, they then create their daily goals with their running partner and uh, they, they create an action plan. Here's my daily goal and here's what I'm going to do during the day so that I achieve that goal. So they submit that to the guide, but the one who's really checking it is their running partner. Mm. So all of that takes, depending on the day and depending on the items of business, anywhere from 30 to 45 minutes. Then they break out into their core skills. And that core skills is a two-hour block of time that the learners are self-directed following their action plans for the day. Mm. So they, and they really, uh, they really take to it. Some of them use the day to focus on uh, making progress with their online Khan Academy courses. Some of them use that time to connect with each other in a breakout room and work on their Quest project. Uh, Quest is another signature learning experience. Okay. Um, some of them uh, take uh take an hour to eat, you know, and just enjoy a lunch. And that's okay too, because we, we honor self care and, Mm. um, and the agency for learners to make those decisions about how long they want their lunch to be. Um, because we believe that as they discover their own, uh, efficacy in terms of getting things done, they'll find the times where they're in flow. And Mm. we really want them to use the times they're in flow discover how they work best and are most productive um, and, and, and use that to build out their action plan each day. Mm. Um, so we, so that's the middle of the day is core skills. We come back together uh, a little after lunchtime for our afternoon launch, which then leads into whatever signature learning experience we're doing for our afternoon curriculum. Um, so, so I gave you the example of storytelling earlier. Right but it just rotates on a daily basis. Gotcha. So it rotates and there's a different thing that fits in there every, every day. Interesting. Yeah. It's really beautiful hearing you talk about that in respect to online learning, you know, cause many, many students have been sort of hit on the head with their online learning experience, but what you're doing, what your school is doing is sort of taking a step back and rethinking the way students can interact with an online environment. And, and you're really elevating, well, you're elevating a lot of things here, but I'm just going to pick out self-directed learning. Let's think about that for a moment. Let's reflect on that. I think it's really important. And, and you've mentioned it a bunch here. Uh, what does that mean to you? Yeah. Self-directed learning to me means agency. Hmm. It means the learner authorizing their own narrative by making the choices around their learning um, or having having a, a broad range of decision-making in those choices. Um, I think that self-directed learning uh, involves others. It doesn't mean autonomous learning mm-hmm. uh, because, uh, we need, because we learn from each other and we mm-hmm. also need to broaden our perspectives so that we don't get pigeonholed into a certain way of thinking. Um, but at the end of the day, the ultimate decision maker for one's learning is the learner themselves. That's good. Another idea that you've mentioned is wayfinding. Uh, how does wayfinding connect with this idea of self-directed learning? 
Yeah, I think the two go hand in hand, um, especially for um, for young people. You know, uh, children, adolescents, they are in such a generative part of their life where um, the sky's the limit in terms of what they are thinking about for their futures. And that's exactly what we want our school to be is a learning lab where they can explore their different interests. They have the latitude built into the curriculum to mm. explore those interests and then discover, you know, I thought this was this, but it was actually this. And so I want to do this instead and, and make those mistakes, make those discoveries um, while they're getting credit for it mm -hmm. and using that to continuously iterate upon and build their most up-to-date up purpose statement. Um, mm -hmm. That is something all of our learners have is they have a purpose statement, which um, is just a, a formal way of declaring their calling to the world. Mm -hmm. So um, it's something that they review. Um, they review it with mentors called a dream team at least uh, three times throughout the year. So just enough to revisit where um, they continue to share how it's changed based on the different wayfinding they've done through their self-directed learning. Yeah, and you guys, you know, have elevated self-directed learning and the idea of wayfinding so much that you've changed the name of the teacher, like we've talked about, to a guide, you know, guiding them on their way uh, to find their way and helping the student, you know, direct their own learning, direct their own purpose, direct their own path. Uh, so thanks for doing that. Um, another attribute that we haven't mentioned is Forest School Online is a global school. Um, and what does that add to the fabric of the school being not just in one community, not just in one state, but across the U.S. and really across the world? Um, as the head of school, I thought we, as an online school, we're not tapping into the full potential of an online school if we are not uh, reaping the benefits of global connectivity. Yeah. And so, um, so for our first year, our inaugural year, we already have um, learners who are enrolled from all four time zones from coast to coast. And it brings in a diversity of perspective and neighborhood and background that we all learn from. Uh, we see that in our Socratic discussions and in the different challenges, uh, especially when those challenges are around identity and mm. identity in all of its different forms. So yeah. when sharing about one's neighborhood, we have lots of different stories, urban, rural, suburban. Um, and it's so cool to see how the different regions, uh, the different stories and representation that comes from there, how it enriches the conversation and also exposes the rest of the school to just different habits and different mm -hmm. cultural norms that we uh, we didn't know about otherwise. Yeah, another thing of it being in you know global school is anyone can attend. So if there's people listening right now, they're interested. How would they go about you know getting more information, signing up, uh, you know learning more? Yeah, um, so that is absolutely true. Anyone can attend. <laughs> And uh, we are currently still accepting applications. So oh, cool. if families are interested, uh, it is second through 12th grade. And the website is theforest.school slash online. 
Great, thanks. And I will link that in the show notes as well. And I encourage anyone that's interested, right? This is a different experience than what my kids have experienced. This might be a different experience than what you've experienced, but it's piquing interest. Go check it out, set up a call, set up a conversation, learn more, uh, go check it out. Max, we're uh, a little over time here. We went a little longer than I thought. So we're closing things up. Close us out with some final thoughts in regards to online learning. I think that... Um... Online learning is going to be a key staple in the future. Um, I never want to see in-person learning go away, and I don't think it ever will. But if we're really leveraging the full potential of education, um, then technology, online learning, and in-person learning are all going to be hand in hand. And so I'm thrilled to be one of the trailblazers on the online side and for our school to be a learning lab where the technology, the different platforms and partnerships we have with other ed techs um, can then be shared in the broader ecosystem so that every learner in every classroom can utilize this technology and utilize online learning to find their own callings. Max, thank you so much for joining me on Diving Deep EDU. This was a fast-paced and super helpful conversation. Thank you for sharing all of your experiences with online learning, bringing those examples, and helping us to think about ways to innovate. To our listeners, thank you for tuning in. If you like this episode, subscribe, share it out, leave a review. All of those things will help get this podcast out to more people. Until next time. Wow, it's time to reflect. That's astounding. You've been checking out the podcast from Matthew Downing. Hope you like diving deep like a scuba diver. And the show provoked hope. That's our true desire.